Hi, I'm Yushuan Su. And I'm Connor Campbell. You're listening to Into the Unknown. All right, guys, welcome back to Into the Unknown. Uh, we are back for round two because, you know, it's been quite a long time since we've done an episode. And I have a new co-host uh, in the form of Yushuan Su. Who you Hello, everyone. Yeah, who you might recognize from a couple of my other uh, podcasts that I did on um, So Strength, as well as the old Into the Unknown. Um, it's good so to be back in a different, is- different upgraded form. I agree. And a lot has happened between then and now. So what we're going to do in this main podcast or the idea behind uh, this episode is just an introduction into kind of the things we're going to be going into. Um, Also ourselves. I know that you probably don't want to hear too much about me seeing as I've ran like four podcasts and they all... (laughs) <laughs> but this one's going to be different you've introduced yourself <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to be different um and then we'll also get into a few questions at the end so you sue would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself you know what Con? i'd like to tell the listeners a bit about you <laughs> oh no i wasn't prepared for this i thought going to introduce myself but go for it no we spoke about this we'd introduce each other didn't we yeah we did we did we did all right and i'm ready I'll, I'll just show the listeners how much i know about you oh god um, please be kind but no i'm honored to be here as the new co-host for the relaunched into the unknown big up and let's do it i mean you're obviously very experienced with podcasting maybe a bit too experienced um Whereas uh, I'm brand new to this, I'm fresh. So uh, excuse if, if, excuse if by experience, mistake. I was about to say, if by experience you mean three foul podcast, then yes, I am very <laughs> experienced. Hey, hey, hey! You win or you learn. You win or you learn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so right. I am honoured to introduce my co-host Connor Campbell. He is a strength and conditioning coach for athletes of all different sports um, at top level including luge, gymnastics, you know, from endurance sport to football to obviously equestrian. Um, He is also the founder of Stoic Strength Systems, which is um, a platform where he does sort of a holistic approach to um, strength and conditioning programming and also just general, just general coaching. And he, I think you cover, you know, your clientele involves a massive range of different people of different walks of life you have again top level athletes to sort of your everyday or or recreational um athlete um yeah you know you can talk a little bit about that later as well um and you are also a the weightlifting coach for um i believe queen mary weightlifting i am um queen mary university london um and also the founder and coach of Central London Weightlifting Club. Oh, and uh, I'm rattling on about your CV, but this is just I off know. your Instagram bio. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on a personal note, I, I know Connor from, would you reckon, like three years ago? 
yeah, like, I think we met back in 2018, tail end of 2017. Yeah, something I met like you. that. Um, yeah. When I was going to uni at King's College London um, and I was part of the King's Sport Performance Athlete Programme. And at the time, Con was a, a strength and conditioning coach for King's Sport and for the programme. So um, he, was, he was lucky enough to be assigned to me as my S&C coach. And uh, here we are. We Still my SNC coach, one of my best mates, now our co-host for the podcast. I feel like the uh, the best mate bit is the best bit of that because we've got we've come a long way together. I think over the last sort of three years. Yeah, I don't so, think you liked uh, me very much in the beginning. Uh, I wouldn't say I didn't no, like best you. mates. <laughs> no. Do you know what's funny is actually a lot of my best friends start out as that I don't that it appears that I don't like you, so. Does go. that mean you've just got a bad, bad gauge of, of people? No, no. It, if I've got a good gauge, I think. Because <laughs> what tends to happen is the reason why I'm not really particularly fond on you is because you don't give me much. But then the more I start to peel those layers open like an onion, the more I realise actually this dude is, you know, he's deep. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a lot deeper than we first thought. I'm hard to get, man. I'm not going to give it all away. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Exactly. Right. My turn. Talk I'm going to wing me. this. <laughs> talk about me. I'll talk about you and then you can talk about yourself as well if you want. <laughs> All right. So uh, Yushuan is a, well, he competes for Hong Kong uh, in equestrian, um, specifically for eventing, uh, which the three disciplines are show jumping, dressage and cross country. Uh, I'm sure that we'll probably cover those in later episodes because um, it'll be interesting to find out a little bit about the sport itself and what it takes. I first met Yushan back at the tail end of 2017. Uh, at that period in time, I had no idea that he was an equestrian athlete whatsoever. Uh, in fact, he I first met him through a few friends who were powerlifters. Um, so as you could imagine, we've come a long way since then the stiff boy that he was um and i'm pretty sure that i'm at the time he was doing an undergraduate in ethics no philosophy philosophy, philosophy. yeah and then he went on to the smart little boy that he was to study uh, a master's in bioethics at the same university so i had to say i had three years of um of the pleasure of coaching this man which which has been great well two years and then obviously this year um and yeah that's uh that's pretty much it mate i mean i know you do you have a lot of support through do you still work for equity sports um i i do a bit with equity sport um mm. you know with basically just supporting them um through however i can um equity sport is a is a charity um based in the uk but global um and it's quite a new charity but the goal of equity sport is to sort of create a platform and a and a level to provide sort of opportunities and resources to um people in different backgrounds and perhaps some more kind of underprivileged backgrounds around the world in the form of sports um and within the sporting world and the overall sort of main goal is to at the end of the day i guess create a world of sport in which sport is a fair and equitable um community and society so 
yeah yeah no i do i do um some work with equity sport and try to support them like con said i've i've got two degrees still no proper job <laughs> i try to ride horses for a living i do eventing and uh, represent hong kong in it been to the asian games and the asian championships had a few medals hung around my neck but never the gold medal yet but we're working on it coming it's coming exactly this year next year we know it's there we can feel it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't really have much else to add for for what you what you introduced me as i mean i usually tend to tell my tell people that um my my job is making useful suggestions that make people get strong essentially You're doing uh, a good job. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> anyway enough about us let's get into what we're actually here for which is the podcast itself now initially um when i first started this podcast into the unknown was basically about exploring things that we potentially didn't know things that usually aren't spoken about, but also it was um, a platform that we could use to kind of delve into, you know, topics that we wanted to discuss that we didn't really know where we wanted to go with it. Um, and the benefit of that means that we can essentially cover whatever the hell we want to do because it's our podcast and <laughs> we can do what we want. So you, Sue, the new branded into the unknown. What sort of things are we going to get into? And what sort of topics? Um, yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, man. So we obviously Con and I decided to keep keep the same name into the unknown. I think it's still super relevant and salient for what we're trying to do with this podcast, which at the end of the day is sort of exploring unknown territory. You know, looking into things that are maybe a bit experimental, a little bit things that we can debate a little bit about and for me you know Conan and I spend we can spend hours and we used to when we were both in London we used to actually spend hours almost every day just talking about all sorts of things you know all sorts of different topics um, whether it's about sports about strength and conditioning or on a broad broader level you know we, we talk about um, social issues, social and political issues, and how that ties in with sort of economic things, and also how all of those things intersect with sport. And I think sports and fitness, because of what we do for a living, but also our passion and our hobbies, that's a kind of common ground for us. And so for me, this podcast, with the focus on sports in general we can use that as a bit of a starting point to springboard onto like i say the different things that intersect with sports be it politics social issues um things about racism things about equality and equity within sport um and then also hopefully bring on some of our own experiences within those realms um that's the idea anyway and what we intend to do and see where it takes us and you know hopefully we've got we've got big ambitions for this to bring on different people from different sports and also different backgrounds uh to talk about some of these topics and people who obviously know a lot more than we do about these topics 
yeah. um, I don't want to give too much away, but you know, we'll have people when we talk about maybe race in sport and racial issues and racism within sport, we'll have people with sort of firsthand experience and know a little bit more about those sorts of things. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's just Con and I having a chat as we always do and might as well make it into a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Make it more official, right? I think uh, you covered that really well, actually. It sounds almost exciting to me to want to listen. So that's good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I also have to profess that, uh, you know, like you, Sean, alluded to, um, you know, we aren't experts in any of these topics, really. You know, but... Just some we of them. Ha- just, just, just a few of them. Uh, but, you know, we because we're both involved in sport in some manner, uh, you know, Yushuan being a high-level athlete, also being from uh, the fact that he's had to deal with some other adversities, uh, actually being an athlete on the horse and off the horse, um, and myself being a coach as well as a very mediocre weightlifter, I think it's nice to have uh, two kind of aspects of kind of talking about the same issue and sort of seeing where it takes us. Um so if you're coming here for specifics and for factual information, we shall try and provide as much as we can. But ultimately, it's us just, I wouldn't necessarily sharing our opinion, but it's more just about us trying to dissect specific topics. Um, and like Yusu said, if we could bring on guests, and we will be bringing on some some cool guests, um, they'll be able to to give you a little bit more factual information on the topics that we might be discussing, which is cool. And it's good for us to learn as well. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to be quite big and broad topics. Oh yeah. You know, I think the only way that, that we can progress as it were is, is to talk, is to talk about these things, you know, and to have Mm. discussions and have disagreements and, you know, like Con said, we're not experts in everything we talk about, but I will say that, whenever we bring facts to the table, we'll make sure that they're factual and they're, they're somewhat accurate before we publish the podcast. So um, there won't be any miss or disinformation. No, it should be, should be good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, there's no pseudoscience here. No pseudo. We're both scientists. Well, in some form is, is philosophy a science? Well, that was, that was a lot, but now I've got, I'm a master's in science now as well. Yeah. There we go. So art and science, you got the whole package, mate. What can I say? I'm just a sports scientist. Anyway, so we've introduced ourselves. We've introduced the podcast, kind of some of the topics that we might get into, uh, you know, maybe bring on some guests. Let's get to the slightly more interesting, well, uh, maybe not interesting part, but the part where obviously we've introduced ourselves, but that's, you know, fairly superficial. We can tell people about stuff that we are good at and stuff that we've done in the past. So what we're going to do is we're going to freight, if it's okay with you, 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 Shwan. All good. All good. All good. All right. So what we're going to do, we've got three questions. All right. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, you go first. All right. So I'm going to ask you, yeah, all three. Okay. Or we go one on one. No, let's go one on one. All let's right. Yeah. One. Okay, first one is a biggie. All right. I hope you haven't rehearsed this because uh, 
yeah anyway. I've, I've just thought about it a bit in the shower but i've not properly rehearsed <laughs> shower thoughts <laughs> all right so the first question is going to be this what is your biggest fear and why that is a big one yeah yeah um that's what she said <laughs> no i've heard that but <laughs> you know in all honesty my biggest fear is and this is going to sound a bit you know a bit cliche and a, and a bit planned because of the name of the podcast but to be honest i've gone with just in general the unknown mm. and by that i mean just generally it's things that that are out there that i don't have a grasp on i haven't got full control of um one example is i've, I've always been quite scared of heights um, and always have been since growing up and I guess I thought that if I did things to try to overcome that fear that would go away so I did things like climbing and hiking onto high peaks I've done bungee jumping I've done skydiving but here and now today I'm still scared of heights but what do those things have in common when I'm bungee jumping, I'm tied onto a, a bungee. When I'm skydiving, I know that the guy behind me is going to pull the parachute. You know, those things are not guaranteed per se, but in my head, I'm not free falling, you know. So the fear of heights actually is the fear of a unknown. I don't know what's going to happen if I slip off the top of a building. You know, I don't know what's going to happen if I lose my balance and I fall from a really high place without someone to pull a parachute. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what happened. You die. Well, you, you don't know that. I might <laughs> grab onto something. That's the unknown. <laughs> That's but the no. unknown. That's what I'm scared of. <laughs> and, you know, in a more general sense, mm. it's things that, things that I can't control. Um, you you know me quite well and you know that i have always been quite i like routine mm -hmm. and i like to be sort of regimented with with what i do in terms of making a plan making a plan for my day um making a plan for my week and making a plan for when i'm competing have a plan for the season and i have it all listed out and part of it i think is because in my head when i have that that is something that i'm controlling but of course there's a mul there's multitudes of things that are out of my control you know things can always fall apart things don't go to plan and that really throws me off and it i've i've been working on it for many years since i've i guess kind of become aware of it but it's still i guess a weakness of mine that that i get quite thrown off and flustered when things don't quite go to plan and I have to step out of my routine and I get a little bit stressed about that. But that again is just, just the unknown stepping in. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's, I would say the unknown. What about you, Con? It's your biggest no, fear. That's a really good one. Do you know what's interesting is actually we've had, I think we've had this discussion before because I explicitly remember this because we both went to go ape. And we were both absolutely bricking ourselves. And yet we were just like, well, 
we're here now. We might as well just do it. So, <laughs> so I am definitely with you that I am massively afraid of heights. And I didn't actually put two and two together to think that maybe that was fear of the unknown. But for me, it was just fear of falling and dying, basically, which I, I think is a pretty reasonable thing. But my biggest fear, and this is similar to you, um, is the fear of failure or the fear of being yeah. a failure. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is that I'm not afraid to fail. I'm afraid about what people will think when I fail about myself. And, uh, and I've tried so many things to get over, um, you know, the thought of if I do this and it doesn't work out or I fail, what are other people going to think? Because I'm okay with, with failing, you know, but if people find out or if other people know, you know, it's almost like that, that almost um, kind of guilt or embarrassment, as it were. Um, so would you say it's more about, about what people think of you and what people perceive in, in that failure and see you as a failure? That, yeah, definitely. And it's weird because on, for anything else in my kind of life and personality, I could be doing anything else and I wouldn't care a single iota about what anybody thinks. But that's one specific thing of if I fail, what are people going to think? Which I, I guess is kind of normal, but it's almost like not crippling, but it's it's led to a lot of uh, decisions that I've decided not to make or, you know, things that like I've held myself back and, and so on and so forth. So, that yeah, I'd really say that's... Yeah. And yeah, obviously that, that, that stops, stops you from taking risks that you yeah. might have taken and stuff like that, yeah. And I've taken, obviously, calculated risks, you know, risks that I knew would pay off. I knew that would I wouldn't fail, but that's not the point. Sometimes, like you said, taking uncalculated risks you you just have to take that leap of faith um you know and that, that's kind of what also led me on to stoicism and, and to set up my own business was to to be able to figure out how i can i guess control certain things not be too phased by it's not necessarily the fact that you fail or pass it's what you learn in the process um, and again, you know, that's not going to be fixed in a day. It's, it's a lifetime thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a thing that you have to keep working at the same as physical training. You're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get to a point in your training where you're like, well, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied that I'm really bloody strong, you know, unless you are the strongest in the world, but. Well, because you're an element of one you're always striving to get better, but also too, as soon as you, you know, the saying is when you stop moving, you you go backwards. And yep. that's so true. And it's so, um, you can see it so clearly in physical training. As soon as you drop off, as soon as you go like, okay, that's all I'm going to do. Yep. I'm satisfied with this. You're never going to keep that. You start regressing. Yeah. yeah. And um, one of the topics we wanted to get into as well is, competing for uh or not necessarily competing but doing sport um to win or just doing sport because you love it and you're good at it and enjoying the process 
and and kind of what that what that leads to uh what that takes away from you what that gives you etc um but yeah so i would say um the fear of failure is my, is my biggest fear which yeah pretty deep anyway nice i didn't know that about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't tell many people but now i've just told the whole fucking podcast haven't i so <laughs> I also we will be swearing in this podcast. Okay, cool. I've just let it known <laughs> <laughs> because I have a I have a problem with swearing. Anyway, what email? All right, question numero dos. You can also tell I speak Spanish. Um, what is your biggest success mm. to date? To date, um, so. I thought a little bit about this and, you know, you can't really accurately answer this question without talking about, or at least implicitly giving away what your personal definition of success is. Um, and I'm not going to go too deep into it, but, well, I might go, we might go pretty deep into this, to be honest, but um, I just want to use the example of, so I, competed in my first Asian games in 2018 and didn't do that well <laughs> but you know I got there I was selected for team Hong Kong um, competed flew the flag and more personally you know since I was 14 15 and seeing the Hong Kong riders go compete at the Asian games and it's always been a really big deal for the Hong Kong sort of equestrian community and, and Hong Kong sports in general, the Asian games. So seeing these sort of top Hong Kong riders that I look up to competing at the Asian games, that was a massive dream for me. And I always thought like, that's where I wanna be. I wanna get to a level where I can represent Hong Kong, represent my home, represent my country at a championship and do well. And so since then, like, I've always wanted to, to go to the Asian Games. And it was my sort of teenage dream and my drive and my ambition. Like, you can ask my parents. I, I was ready to drop out of school to train full time and try to get to the Asian Games. Um, they didn't allow me to, which I thank them for every day now. Yeah. You know, I was fully prepared to do that. And so then in 2018, you know, with really supportive sponsors and horse owners and being able to take my riding and my competing in the sport to a level where I was lucky enough to be selected for the team and compete at the Asian Games and represent Hong Kong. That was a life goal, like ticked. But then at the end of that, I was pretty, I was pretty down. I was kind of depressed. Mm. And part of that might have been because I didn't do that well. But I think another part of that was I realized that actually that wasn't, that wasn't the success or I didn't feel successful. And it took a while for me to realize that the reason I didn't feel successful was because I'm putting uh, what I perceived as success and the goalposts of success in my own head as getting a good result at the Asian Games and ticking that box and reaching that dream. But then I looked back and it, it was a process of weeks and weeks of um, binge eating and being a bit sad and not talking to anyone. But I looked back and 
realized that actually as cliche as it sounds like it wasn't the result it wasn't the destination like it was everything leading up to it it was the journey before I even got on that plane it was you know working hard and training and improving myself and being open to the coaches around me and and people putting and all the pressure and stuff like that um, that made me a better rider and got me better results and moved up the levels to be able to get to the Asian Games. It was, you know, balancing my riding and my training with uni. Um, I was doing a degree full time and competing over the weekends and had a lot of support for that. But that was hard work for me, you know, getting on a train on a Thursday after Wednesday night, going out <laughs> um, and then riding on Thursday, Friday, competing over the weekend, and then on Monday back to uni. Like just thinking about it makes me fucking knackered right now. Um, but, you know, all of those things and, and going through that process of, of improvement and training to get me to where I was, that looking back was probably my biggest success. Um, the journey and the process to achieving that dream rather than the achievement itself if that makes sense because now i've got other dreams i've got other ambitions other goals but i have a bit more clarity and a bit more i guess experience to realize that yeah i'm going to be chasing those dreams but it's how i'm doing it and it's the process of doing it that counts yeah yeah, I agree, because it's almost like you're saying that the reason that you set goals is not necessarily just to get to that goal. It's to set yourself up for a process that will encourage you to get better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, don't get me wrong, like day in, day out, I'm still as sort of goal orientated as oh, yeah. other people can be. You know, I, yeah. I want to get a medal. I want to do well mm. at this competition. And I get pretty pretty upset if i don't but you know sitting mm -hmm. here retrospectively thinking about it it's so clear that it's it's actually the process and the journey that that matters yeah absolutely i mean it's very easy to look at the outcome because the outcome is what's gonna ultimately lead to you realizing that the process has been what you wanted it to be you've gotten better but without that outcome it can be very hard work to to slog through a lot of training and a lot of maybe mental and physical setbacks as well as mental and physical you know peaks as well um yeah yeah that's a, that, and that's the 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 slog like you say and and you mentioned that it's going to be something that we maybe talk about in a in a later episode but you know the thought of would you rather win at something that you hate doing or or lose at something that you love doing you know and absolutely yeah i mean ideally you win at something you love doing <laughs> yeah but you know the thought of and and the kind of mindset of working through that process and on the tough days and on the days where you feel like shit and you think that you are shit at doing doing the thing that you love doing but you do it anyway yeah absolutely yes love well, that it's your turn and i know you've got a lot of successes but try to pick one 
<laughs> right, well, my other podcast was not a success, so... <laughs> um, no, I, I actually did have a think about this as well. Um, and it's nice that you touched on kind of defining what success is because it's very individual, much the same as, you know, much the same as if I had two equestrian athletes, say like you and Tom, you would not train the same because although you are equestrian athletes, you are entirely different individuals. You respond very differently to certain types of training. There's also things you like, um, et cetera. So I think for me, success, when I first started in the industry was to coach at um, basically like a NFL team, you know, NHL, something big where I could say, I've got the badge on my chest and I'm proud that I represent this team. Uh, and that's not to discourage anybody from wanting to work with teams or, you know, if let's say your dream is to work with Chelsea or Arsenal or whatever, you know, that's, that's a very admirable goal to achieve. However, when I sat down and thought about it, I was like, is it, is it the badge that I want to work for or is it, myself that I want to get better as a practitioner and so on and so forth and I realized that you know getting that badge what does that mean to me does that mean that I'm successful or does it just mean oh cool I have this badge you know I have this badge on my chest um and so to be honest with you my biz biggest success today has been going self-employed and setting up my own business. And although that might seem small to some people, um, going back to my biggest fear, um, I had no idea what was going to happen when I set it up. And to be honest with you, if I hadn't have had the support of the likes of you with my fiance, um, quick little plug there, cheeky. Um, thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> She's, she's going to want to say that that's the big, my biggest success. Cause I'll tell you, it definitely is. <laughs> um, but you know, without having the support of very good friends, you, Emily, you know, I spoke to my mom and dad and, and my, my twin brother, and I kept it very close knit. And I'm pretty sure that most of you said along the lines of what's the worst that could happen. Mm. Um, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You're still going to have stuff to do. You're still going to be able to coach and, and I think up until this point, just setting up stoic strength systems has been my biggest, my biggest uh, success to date, for sure. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I, I can see that 100%. And mate, like it's, you can downplay it all you want. But at the end of the day, it's easy for me as a friend to say, you know, go for it. What's the worst that can happen? Because I'm not the one taking that risk. But yeah at the end of the day you were the one that still chose to take that like you say that leap of faith that sort of semi-calculated risk to yes. move away from a really sort of stable job and stable employment to chasing something that you really want to do and i think it's safe to say as well like it's exceeded all expectations all of your expectations for sure yeah. and, it, and it still is and it's still growing yeah definitely no i i agree i agree and there's still much more to do uh there's still a lot more that i want to achieve but like 
you know, with with your biggest goal, the goal is not the outcome. The goal is the process and what you achieve in that process and and what you learn in that process. And I'm starting to become much better at learning that you can't always succeed at everything. Um, and that's fine because along the way, success does not necessarily mean success. Sometimes having failure means that you are succeeding in learning yeah. that that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you don't try again, you know? Um, so yeah. Anyway, last one. I thought that was pretty cool as well that we sort of actually just said similar things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, but that's the, you know, the conversations we used to have, um, you know, when we used to go into Coco de Mama and what was the one before? Sponsor. Oh. Uh, pod. Pod. I love that Thai green chicken curry, man. Um, I still you remember did, those. I love the, um, they did something that I really loved. And I think it was just really basic. It was like a protein bowl or something. It was just like a yeah. bit of egg, a bit of salmon. Ate that shit I, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, we used to have conversations about this all the time. And I think that's why we became such good friends as well is because our, you know, a lot of the, the, the topics that we will discuss, we share quite similar views. And even if we don't, um, you know, we, we had conversations where if we didn't share the same view, we still ended up at the same point, agreeing, yeah. like, you know, agreeing with each other. Like, oh yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see that, that point, that point of view. Um, yeah. Right. Here's the last one, mate. Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. Let's do it. What is your biggest goal? My biggest goal? Wow. The thing is, I think I'm probably going to say, this This goes to show, like, we're all at the end of the day kind of hypocrites because we've just spent however long talking about how the end goal doesn't matter and it's all about the journey and I can guarantee you that we're both going to say some kind of end goal, some kind of yeah, but orientated goal. Yeah, okay. Um, well, what's what's your biggest goal now? Because goal, the pop, you can change the goalposts. Like yeah, when you're a kid yeah. and you have jumpers for goalposts, you can always move them. They're not set That's there. True. That's true. Anyway, so so this year, 2022, is in terms of what I do and and with competing, it's an Asian Games year again. That's come round another four years. And of course, I want to win a medal and, uh, and just do the best I can and get the best result that I can. And also, I want to reach um, four-star level with eventing in competition, which is the level of the Olympics and, you know, get, get us close to, or was one step closer to Olympic qualification for Paris. Um, you know, those are, those are my main goals this year in terms of, in terms of the sport, in terms of riding and competing. And uh, another one that I really want to do, and it's, it's sort of a, I guess, kind of new year's resolution style, but I don't, I don't really set them because I don't want it to drop off in February, but I, I want to be better at sort of maintaining connections and contact with people um with my friends you know friends from back home friends from uni i've never really been that good at keeping in touch with people and i've sort of let these relationships and and 
connections sort of fall by the wayside and drop off a bit. And I think part of that is because I get quite, I guess, tunnel vision with with what I'm doing. And selfish probably isn't the, the most accurate word, but like self-centered um, when, especially when I'm preparing for uh, big competitions and things like that. But I just want to be more mindful and, and self-conscious and proactive, I guess, about yeah. keeping these connections and keeping in contact with people. Also, on the, on a separate point, I don't necessarily think selfishness is a bad trait to have. I think it, it depends. Depends who you on, ask. <laughs> well, I think it depends on how selfish you are and what the selfishness is for. Um, and that's something that I've had to come to terms with over the last year or so is there is only a finite amount of resources that you can give other people before you start to realize that you have to give something back to yourself. And although people might perceive that as selfish, so be it, you know, because you have to be happy and strong and healthy in yourself before you should be able to give that to others. Um, because if those others aren't around, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to, sure. So I'd say, yeah, I mean, I've known you for you know, three odd years and so, and I know how focused you can get, but that's a good one. I like that. Reconnect with people and yeah, it's a nice one. So my biggest goal, you've gone more for like a kind of performance standpoint or like sort of career and stuff as well as sort of like a personal one. 2022. Let's hear it. Make loads of money. No, I'm joking. I was going to say make, make loads money. of money. <laughs> make cash bank. Um, my biggest goal for Stoic is just to continue to keep growing. Um, I have written out a few kind of ideas and, and what that looks like. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm my biggest goal for this year is to just be content with who I am right now i know this is a massive cop-out but it's just to be content with who i am right now and just to learn that it's okay to live in the present and not have to look forward to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because you know the last four or five years that's all i've ever seemed to do is once i've done something right what's next um you know and currently right now i'm pretty content with with what's going on and uh, it's nice to live in that moment it's nice to be much more present with my time rather than having to um you know look for the next thing to to i guess fulfill a purpose or fulfill enjoyment um satisfaction yeah, i really yeah. like that no that's massive yeah um i don't know I, what's that what do you mean by so in terms of being content with yourself you know i guess there's always sort of a fine balance, isn't there, between yeah. being content and being complacent. Absolutely. How, how yeah. do you see that? So in terms of contentment, that's why I'm tending to read a lot more because I find, you know, I love playing video games. and But I find that generally for me, video games, as much as I get a lot of enjoyment out of them, um, they don't really provide me with, with anything else other than just enjoyment. 
which is not necessarily a bad thing. You have to act on some desires that you have that are more primal than others. Um, but I think I would like, I would like um, the contentment to almost benefit me in a way, you know, so being present when I'm with friends and actually enjoying their presence and not being on my phone and, you know, and, and not getting distracted. Reading has really helped by actually just being in, in the present by literally reading something and learning something new, being able to potentially derive something from that and maybe pass it on to somebody else or to, um, you know, be able to use it, I guess, because knowledge is useful, but it's not very useful if you can't use it. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to learn is almost convert that learning process into the doing process. You learn it and then you kind of do it. Um, and then I guess uh, it's just quite nice to read, isn't it? You can sort of just let the world go by and you don't really have to worry about your phone or what's on TV or what the weather's like, because it doesn't matter when you're yeah, in a good sure. book. It's it, kind of an escapism, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and and I, I, I get read, that. I used to read loads and I, I kind of, that sort of dropped off a bit. And since I've been at uni, you know, doing my undergrad and then my master's for four years, I was just, all I was reading was papers and books for my degrees. Yeah. And it wasn't until I guess last year that I remembered the feeling of just sitting down and reading a book. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. It's, it is good, isn't it? Uh, you know, I'm obviously I'm nowhere near as well read as most people, but I think that's, uh, that's part of it is, um, everyone is on their own journey and you have to appreciate where you are currently and um, know that it's never static. You know, you're always going to be able to, to progress in, in something as long as you, um, you know, as long as you continue to keep doing what you're doing, I guess. Um, yeah. I think it's really interesting what you said of, as well about being present and, and being happy with the present. Because, you know, I think both of us are very sort of driven people, which is, I would say, generally a good thing. Mm. But we spend a lot of time focusing on what we can do next, how we can get better, what we can do to improve, improve ourselves, our craft, you know. And I know for a fact, I quite often forget to celebrate the wins the successes because i'm too caught up about thinking about the next thing yeah. you know i do well at a competition and when i get off the horse you know we do like a high five and i have a laugh but then almost straight away i'm thinking about next weekend i'm thinking about the next big one um you know in 2017 i went to the asian championships and it was my first senior championship and I don't know how, but by some kind of luck, won the bronze medal individually. And I didn't do an ounce of celebration. Yeah. I, I didn't know. Part of it was I didn't know how to react to that, I think. But I didn't celebrate that success at all. I was just thinking about the next thing. I was thinking about what to do next. So, no, I really like what you said about that. Yeah. I think uh, the contentment that comes from success as well can almost sometimes be perceived as being egotistical, which I think is a shame really, because 
you know, at the end of the day, you have worked hard and you've put yourself in a position where you were able to come away with something that was good. You know, you got a bronze medal or you got a silver or whatever. And I think it really frustrates me when, when it's almost perceived as, uh, you know, it's their ego, but it's not at all. Like you deserve to have won that. So enjoy it. Who cares about what everyone else thinks? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, so I think um, even something as simple as just enjoying a coffee that I'm drinking, not just drinking it because it's satisfying a need, it's drinking it because, you know, or just sitting there and just enjoying, you know, two or three minutes of just the coffee itself, not the coffee whilst watching YouTube or the coffee whilst doing this or it's literally just the one single entity of, okay, I've enjoyed my coffee now. That was really lovely. I can move on and do something else. Have another and it's, coffee. Yeah, I'll have another coffee and another one. But I think journaling has really helped me with that, is be content and be present. Because it's not only setting my intention for the day, but it's reflecting on the day. What could I improve on? Um, <clears throat> what did I particularly enjoy today? What didn't I enjoy? What can I do better tomorrow? And I think that's that it's that learning process of self-reflection that's been probably the most important uh, learning tool that I have ever picked up in coaching, in training, in anything. Uh, it's just it's just journaling. <laughs> and I can't believe that I couldn't figure it out earlier. Yeah, I, I honestly, I couldn't agree with you more there. And you do you i think you're a lot better at journaling than i am um i try to i try to do it and i try to do it as much as i can but i've had sort of phases where i've been really good and other times where i've dropped off a bit yeah but i do find it just that self-reflection and that mm. mindful kind of looking back at, at how you were and what you've done we don't do that enough but i yeah. don't i don't do that enough and I, I don't actively do that enough. And journaling is just a great way of, of getting that out there, like pulling that out of your mind and hashing it all out. And, you know, actually sitting down and having a chat with yourself and talking yeah. about what you've done well, what you haven't done well, what you like, what you don't like, how are you feeling? Because yeah. I think it's so easy, at least for me personally, for that, those things and those emotions and feelings to get put to the side or get ignored and if you're ignoring them or if I'm ignoring my own thoughts and my own feelings one like I can't express that to anyone else if I can't express it to myself mm. but two like you're not putting them away they're going to come out and they're going to come out in my experience more often than not in ways that that, that are undesirable in ways that negatively impact my behavior you know yeah no i agree um i also think I, i'm not, not sure about you but you know when when we were at uni etc and we're told to right we have to write this paper and so it's almost writing becomes synonymous with you have to do it you don't have to do journaling but I'll tell you one thing that it really does help with is literally being content. Um, 
is writing for no purpose other than it's just getting your thoughts on a piece of paper and being in the moment. Mm. Um, yeah. And that feeds into like, a, like I've obviously alluded to so many other uh, facets of, of your life. Um, yeah. hundred percent, man. There we go, mate. So we went a bit deeper than we expected to. to be <laughs> Goals. I want to get mega rich. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hopefully you guys had a good taste of kind of what this podcast is going to be about. Um, you know, sort of the topics we want to discuss and also just uh, our dynamic as, as hosts, because although, you know, there's some jokes and, and some of the things we say might be superficial, but realistically we want to try and just get into the nuts and or the nooks and crannies of everything so we can just <laughs> really peel away those layers peel away <laughs> that onion yeah we love a good onion and the more you peel the more you cry <laughs> <laughs> i should have been a philosopher never mind seneca move over seneca it's campbell. Connor campbell here the more you peel, the more you cry. So, Yushuan, do you want to plug where people can find you? Yeah, so on Instagram, I am at yushuan.su.eventing. On Facebook, I am yushuan.su.eventing. And my website is suyushuaneventing.com. What about you, Connor? Mine is at Connor Lift Stuff on Instagram and at Stoic Strength Systems on Instagram. And we was also just set up a Patreon under the same name, Stoic Strength Systems. So give those a follow. I will put the links all down in the description if I figure out how to do it. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you next time.